Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. And today I've got a return guest, my beautiful friend from just uh, up the road, sort of up the road here. Her name is Annette Chiappe. How are you? I'm great. Good to be <laughs> on again. <laughs> yes. If you guys haven't heard, we'll have to post her um, her previous episode on here so you can check it out. So I can't wait to tell you guys a little bit more about Annette if you haven't met her already. So Annette, she is an activist and a philanthropist and a passionate mentor and speaker who advocates for mental wellness. She is also an intuitive spiritual reader and the artist and author behind the creation of mindfulness coloring book and card series, Love, Kindness, and Compassion. And I can tell you, because I have her coloring books and I have gifted her coloring books, that they are beautiful, they're inspiring, and they're just right fun too. They're just fun. She's fun. Um, <laughs> Annette also loves hosting mindfulness art sessions and spiritual reading sessions, which I have been a patron of. Um, her mission and her vision are that all human beings are happy. Her services and products assist those with depression and anxiety. Annette herself has struggled with PTSD and was very unhappy for a while. Today, she happily helps others and donates a portion of her sales to mental health, inspiring others to change their present reality. Annette is also the host of the Mental Health Warriors, The Power Hour of Self-Care podcast that showcases guests sharing about their journey and experience when it comes to self-care. She loves nature, snowshoeing, we were just talking about that, <laughs> um, yoga, dancing, and riding a motorcycle. So you guys know that I am a big advocate on the Giving Starts With You podcast of talking and getting your feelings out and not suppressing feelings and being vocal and that part of giving to yourself is setting boundaries and it's all about protection and but also sharing yourself with the world and not feeling like putting yourself in a bubble and being quiet however there is time for silence and today we are going to be talking about how we should be giving ourselves the gift of intentional silence and how healing that is so i was so excited when Annette told me that for her birthday this year, she gifted herself a 10-day silent retreat. So listen, guys, before I go any further, you need to know, although Annette is a little bit of an introvert, she's more of an extrovert, I think. She loves talking, <laughs> and she loves connecting with people, and she loves impacting and helping those around her and sharing her story and inspiring and speaking but she also loves that mindfulness, that quietness that with her coloring books and everything. And so I was so interested. I'm like, oh my God, once you're done this retreat, you need to come and tell us about it. I've only done a one day retreat. So I cannot imagine what it's like to do a 10 day retreat. So Annette, I am interested in this topic today. <laughs> what made you come up with this idea to give yourself this gift, which is beautiful, I think. Uh, first of all, I want to tell you, Nelia, you are like the greatest um, 
sharing how you feel about what I do and and um, and how how much how you view me as a person. Thank you from that means so much to me. It really does. You're it's very heartfelt what you share, and and likewise, you know I, that's why we're we've uh, <clears throat> we've done so much together and we'll continue to do so much together. The gift uh, I gave to myself. Uh, first of all, I'll, I'll clarify what it was. It's called. I went for a ten day. Um, it's actually not a retreat. It's actually because people hear the word retreat and they think, oh, this is somewhere where you go to relax. I worked. I worked for 10 days and it's called the Ontario Vipassana Center. Uh, I don't know if I pronounce Vipassana correctly all the time, but um, it, it's a center here in Ontario, very local to us. It's like 30 minutes from Barrie, 30 minutes from me and in Egbert. And I gave this gift to myself because I'm always, as you know, uh, I'm always practicing self-care, whether it's coloring, drawing, um, uh, being in the greenhouse, uh, you know, going out snowshoeing and putting boundaries. I mean, self-care has a lot of different um, descriptions. But there was a lot going on in my life and I had, I didn't realize that I have fallen back into depression. And as much as I was battling not being depressed, um, things in life wear us down from time to time. So I had all these concerns about things going on around in my life, family, myself, and actually a big one was I was concentrating a lot on death mm -hmm. and um, it was, it was this gift that I needed because I've been trying to get into the center for about a year and it's always like always busy. It's booked like incredibly. So people are so, so much seeking to find inner peace and harmony and uh, to be of service. Right. So when I finally got my date booked, I was very enthusiastic about it, but I was also scared like out of my, out of my tree <laughs> of course. because it's a huge commitment to yourself. So uh, I deliberately had the boyfriend drop me off and take my car so I wouldn't run away. <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> because I was trying to make excuses not to go even before I went, right? But thank you, uh, thank you for being honest about it. Oh yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's it being on this journey called life. It has these. Um, I was really looking forward to the challenge, but I was also I was very afraid of the challenge as well, right? Because how would it affect my life? How would it affect those around me? Would everybody be okay without me? You know, those silly thoughts of what ifs come up. And um, yeah, but I went and it was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever done for myself. And it started with uh, just the whole atmosphere because when you get there, they, they do an, they give you an introduction and I went full hog. I mean, I literally stayed in a cabin all by myself for 10 days. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, you take, um, you take the vow of noble silence. So you don't talk to anybody. So the, the center has complexes where the women all have like, what do you call it? Um, like a, like a community, like they share rooms, they share bathrooms and stuff like that. But I wanted to be alone, alone, alone. That would be <laughs> so challenging. I, I opted, yeah, I opted for the cabin deliberately. Instead right? of like a communal area, like. Just, right. Yes. Right. Okay. Right. It's 730. It's been a long day, so I'm a little tired what to Oh, say. me too. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, I, I, I had read the whole introduction on the internet from the site about what it was but 
you know when you can read about something and then actually be in the middle of it it's like totally different because i had no clue what i just got myself into <laughs> so the the purpose of me going was so that i would do some really deep deep work on myself mm. right it's always been my company as you know learned to love myself so um learned doesn't mean i'm learned 100 i'm we're always constantly learning as we both know and this was another step in my ev evolution to learn more to love myself and it was more about the evolution about more about knowing myself i love that you use that word evolution because mm -hmm. you know you and I, we, we, we've gone through our journeys and we just were so happy to share what we've learned with other people, but it doesn't yeah. mean we know everything. And it's so important to make that clear because we are constantly changing. We are constantly learning. So thank you for admitting that, you know, there are a lot of people maybe that are listening that feel that they still have a long way to go, but it will always feel that way you know, but you will find peace in between those little evolutions, those little steps. This sounds amazing. I'm dying to, I'm dying to ask you though, did you have a moment where you wanted to like, oh, where's the car? I want to get in it <laughs> or you did. Okay. I want to talk. Oh, about that yeah. after. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. So how many so, people were at this thing? Over 90. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a big complex. Okay. You know, they started out with just like eight or 10 people in this little house mm. 20 years ago. And then they expanded and they expanded and um, they're still expanding. And um, I can understand why, because the benefits of doing this type of meditation is if you're ready for it, and I was definitely ready for it. Um, it, it is life-changing because you take away the benefits of the practice and you implement it into your daily life after, right? So I, um, I'm getting, a, I'm putting the horse before the, the cart before the horse at the moment, but basically it, it, it changed, it's life altering. And now what do you mean when you say, if you're ready, what does being ready look like? Well, um, because of my previous history with post-traumatic stress disorder, I had to have no mental, current mental illness, okay. right? So if you have a current mental illness where you're being treated by, um, in therapy or um, you're on antidepressants and you're not mentally well enough to go, okay, right? Because this is really, really deep work on yourself. So you have to be ready in the sense of, you know yourself well enough to say, I, I think I can do this. I'm, I'm ready to do this. Right. So that's what I mean by that. Okay. If you're not, if you're in treatment, if you're just at the beginning, the, I guess the gentlest way to say it is if you're just at the beginning of your mental wellness journey, mm -hmm. then you wouldn't be ready. I don't think someone could do this. No, thank you for that. I appreciate that. So this would be yeah. more helpful for people who are further along in their journey. So that's good to know because yeah. it is so long, 10 days, right? And I'm sure yeah. you guys did a lot of work. So, oh, it, it start. if you want me to go into the details of it, it's, um, well, maybe you could just name hear you a bit better. Yeah. Maybe Sorry? You just name a few of the different things that you can participate in. Like what, what, what the course is about? Yeah, like how, so you go there and you have, is it sort of like an eight hour day where they have activities for you to do? Like, what does it involve? Okay, so I'll, I'll give you a snapshot of it. So what it involves is you wake up at four in the morning. Oh, <laughs> and we're talking Canadian winter right now, okay? Yeah, I know. You start at four in the morning uh, to get up, you wake up, your wake up time. Then you start meditating at 4.30, 6.30, we have breakfast. And then 
you have a break between 6.30 and 8 to shower, um, you know, just basically a small break. And then from, there's three mandatory um, group sittings. So the first one is at 8 o'clock. And then the next one is at 2.30. And then the, the final one is at 6, 6 or 7. I can't mm -hmm. remember right now. But um, actually, I have the course schedule right here. But yeah, you, so you have three mandatory sittings. And when you do those sittings, everyone partakes. And because you take five precepts, which is five conditions, you, you, you live by those five conditions for the entire course until the noble silence is, is done, right? So um, they, you have to turn in your phone. You have no phone. <laughs> you are segregated from the sexes. There's, uh, there's, there is no nothing to do but meditate, eat, and sleep, and some walking. Right? They have a, a hiking, like not a hiking trail, but a walking path. Right? So the focus is on work. So all your inner work and they teach you every day something new and then at the end of the evening they do a discourse which is the teacher explains why they taught you what they did that that day Ooh, okay yeah so you get like an hour and 15 minute discourse and it, it's amazing i just you know when he talks and he shares what to expect on the course and what you're actually processing, what process you're going through, you, because you've done the practice first, mm -hmm. you get it. Like, it's like, ah, that's why I did that, right? Cool. So basically the, the whole purpose behind Vipassana meditation is so that we end our suffering. Hmm. And I gotta tell you, Nelia, I feel a hundred times better than before I went. I, I literally feel like no more suffering from the past. It was like the icing on the cake that I needed to put my post-traumatic stress disorder in the past. Right. I have goosebumps right now as you're talking. It, I just feel free. Like I'm so happy. Yeah. And it's your, it's unlike any other medic, uh, meditation there is out there. You know, there's many practices of meditation and they all serve a purpose. But what I learned from, from Vipassana meditation is that you're 100% connected with the breath and the present moment. So it's like taking, um, you know, I was taking uh, the last few years, all the, the theoretical, like the written word, like Eckhart Tolle and the Dalai Lama and all those other spiritual teachers that I learned from. And um, I took all of that from the books and I tried to put it into practice in my life. Hmm. And it works to a degree. But then when you put it into practice where you're doing it with your, your mind and your body, it's just, it just blew me away because now I have the tool that I'm in touch with myself 100%. And you had the guidance there for safety, like you felt safe in the environment because you had some leaders there to lead as well. Yes, yes. And they take care of you. It's, it's amazing because um, it's a not-for-profit organization. It's a foundation, right? And the, the code of disciplines they have and the techniques that they express to you, they do everything for a reason. And I felt safer there than I felt anywhere. I, I can't believe how safe I felt. There was never a moment I felt unsafe. Mm, and so um, beautiful. It was. And everybody was so respectful of one another. Nobody broke the code of silence. Everybody obeyed all the guidelines. Everybody was working on themselves so deeply. Mm. It was beautiful to experience. I, I, and, you know, you get to talk with the, the people that are sitting in your, 
um, in the dining hall with you on the first day before they commence Noble Silence. And then you get to speak to them on the last day when they break it. Cool. And it was like, like I can't imagine. I, everybody's like, so how was the experience for you? Because <laughs> the new students are the ones that do the 10 day course, right? And the old students, right? Are the ones that are taking care of you. So they're oh. the ones, yeah. So the old students are the ones who feed you and make sure you have all the supplies for the, the bathrooms. They're the ones that clean. Um, everything is run like clockwork and um, I was just blown wow. away. So that you can just concentrate on you. Yes. So you don't need to worry about the logistical things that are going on around you and you don't need to worry about all those. So Annette, if it's not too personal, if it mm. is, I feel like you don't need to answer, but can you give us like an example of like one of the things that they taught you and that you learned, like in one of those days? Because you said at the end of the day, they would kind of summarize everything and they yeah. would all make sense for that day, right? Right. So can you share with us, if you'd like, one of the things that like maybe changed how you thought about something or something that made a big difference for you, like personally. Okay, so because you're so in touch with your body with the breath, right? It's not, you're not doing counting, you're not doing visualization, you're actually um, feeling sensations. So you're watching the breath, feeling sensations in your body and your mind and how your mind reads those sensations. So they always say that you have to be mentally prepared to do this because stuff from the past will come up. Mm. The biggest thing that happened for me from the teachings was when I heard that and I was concerned about what would come up, I had no clue what would come up. I'm like, well, what could possibly come up? Because I've dealt with everything from my past. Mm. But there are what's called they call it in um, sans Sanskrit or uh, Hindu, I can't remember which one, uh, called Sankaras. And mm -hmm. Sankaras are your wounds, like your deepest buried wounds. So with the explanation of why we're practicing get, learning the sensations is because there are, when you have trauma, there are trapped emotions in your body. So what happened was when I was getting in touch with my body, with my breath and allowing my mind just to observe, because they, what they do is by doing this kind of meditation, you're training your mind to become very, very sharp, mm. right? So it's concentrated on the activity that you're doing in the moment, right? So when they teach you the, um, when they get to the, about the third day, they're, you're not even learning Vipassana until the fourth day. Mm. So they're teaching you breathing first. And then everybody's like kind of wondering, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? <laughs> and I was doing the same thing. Why am I doing this? Why am I focused on this area below my nose when I'm breathing? And then when they get to the fourth day and they make the, the connection of how it actually works, it was like, so that's why I felt angry. All my anger came up for me and I was like bawling, right? Because mm -hmm. all of that old emotion that I hadn't dealt with that was still in, my, in me came up to the surface. Mm -hmm. So when they explained how the sensations work with uh, your mind being sharp enough to be the observer, like Eckhart Tolle talks about being the observer and staying in, in the present moment. And you're, but when you literally put it into practice, when you can be the observer and feel what's going on in your body without all that outside interference, without the family interruptions and the work interruptions and, mm -hmm. you know, what am I going to make for dinner interruptions? You're 100% like with yourself. And so all that stuff came up. Mm. And that's what, that's what I learned. That's what I learned from those specific lessons was by the time I got to the fourth day and I started to connect the mind, watching the, the sensations in my body, 
literally I was like, my body was like jumping, jump, like the vibrations in my body were so violent. Mm. And because I had um, the mental health history, I had to go through a very rigorous um, interview, both um, submitting online and by telephone with the, someone, um, a therapist from the center that works for them as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. And he questioned me upside down, inside out, uh, how my mental health was. Mm-hmm. And because um, they want you to move forward, they don't want you to retract. Like, right. That's right. important. Yes. Yes. So he he said that uh, they would allow me to go on the conditions that I met with the teacher every day. Right. Because it's not mandatory you meet with the teacher every day, with the assistant teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but I met with her. And every time something came up, I would go and talk to her. And it was like the way they, they're so compassionate. I thought I was a compassionate person. They, they blew me away how compassionate they were, Nellie. Oh my God, they made that's me a shame. No, but that's wonderful because they're in the business of that. So this is great. Yeah. I love yeah. that. So those moments that you kind of wanted to run away, was that more in the beginning or was that when the hard stuff came up? Um, you, you feel it on mostly on day two, the second day, Okay. because now you've gone through, you start at four o'clock in the morning and then you don't go to bed till nine 30, 10 o'clock. Right. So you're doing meditation, eat, sleep, meditation, eat, sleep. <laughs> By the second day, you're like, what the heck am I doing here? Right. So you feel like running away. Um, and then the fourth day you have to learn one of the, the toughest techniques of all, which is, um, I I can't remember the term in in Hindu, but uh, it's called uh, strong determination. Mm. And what strong determination is, you have to sit without moving for an hour. (laughs) I'm very fidgety, so I don't know, but they allow, what they do is they teach you to do your, like, it's not like you know, they're going to stand over you and say, you got to do this. No, it's, it's like, do Suggested. your best. If you, if you moved, yeah. yeah. If you moved four times in one hour, try to move the next time, only three and mm-hmm. then two and then one. Nelly, I can sit for a full hour now without any problem. Without moving, I can sit mm-hmm. twice a day for a full hour and feel no pain. That's so beautiful. Like, did you always, looking back at your life, you didn't always give these gifts to yourself, right? Because most of us are very hard on ourselves. Most of us judge ourselves more than anybody else. How did your life look then compared to taking care of yourself now? Oh God, it's like, it's almost like A great metaphor would be, um, you know, if you were, say, you were in a third world country and you lived in a shack and you had no, barely any food all day, you had no work and you wore broken shoes and your family, you couldn't put food on the table for your family. Okay. That's a metaphor of where I was. And today I have everything I ever needed, but it's not the outward. Mm. It's not like now I have, I live in a castle and I have servants and I have all this wonderful food. It's not like that. I gave that metaphor just so that it's simplification to understand, Mm. but it's like where I was always distracted and out of balance in my life by everything that was going on outside of me, all the nasty things that happened to me, all the um, uh, misery that you see, how people treat each other, um, you know, all the injustices that we see on the television, you know, all that out, outside um, misery and suffering Mm. is like it no longer affects me on the inside now I'm capable of being 100% compassionate to others that are going through that and not um 
and not fall back and mm. and start judging or start uh, worrying because oh, yeah taking everything on of everybody's all the time yes yes that's absolutely. amazing that's like a big change mm -hmm. you know sometimes people like I call the show giving starts with you because as you know Annette you know many of us grow up learning how to take care of other people but not ourselves and sometimes right. it's not till later in life and like your age and my age where we're reminded of why it's so important so when you said to me that you were going to do this and it was going to be silent and I, I didn't realize you're going to be in a cabin by yourself I was like could I do this like I was questioning could I do this and I mean I love to have conversations with people but I also love quiet time I have to have that even sometimes after I do a podcast episode because I'm so into the guest and I'm so excited and try to bring my energy that even after that, I just, you know, have a cup of tea. I just relax because I need to, you know, kind of come down from that. And right. I just don't know, 10 days. So I'm trying to think, did you ever talk to yourself? Like I could just see myself saying, okay, I can't talk to anybody, but maybe like, what does my voice sound like out loud? Like, and was it so loud? Like, <laughs> were the noises like amplified? Because even when I went for one day, when I left and I went to get into my car in the parking lot, oh my God, my ears were like ringing from the outside world, the outside noise. So how it is it an adjustment? I, I got to tell you, Anelia, it was incredible. Uh, by the, probably by the third day, well, even before that, I, I would... I've always talked out loud to myself from time to time. So no, that didn't really say it sound like it was loud to me, but when they lift the noble silence, I got to tell you, it was hilarious. They told us that at one o'clock, we're supposed to go and do our um, closing kind of introduction thing, right? Uh, what do you call it? A closing introduction. So, but it was only like 1130. And I'm like, where is everybody? Like they'd left the meditation hall, but there was nobody around. And I'm like, was I supposed to go to the meditation hall? Because uh, I went for a walk, right? And I said, well, I'll go check this out. So I walk over there and I open the door and I see everybody in there and the noise of everybody talking all at once. Nellie, I literally closed the door and went back out walking. Good for you. I was, I just didn't want that tranquility to end. Oh. And then on the last day, on the last day, they give us back our phone, right? And you, they sign it, you sign it out. I didn't, I waited till the very last minute to get my phone back. I did not want the damn thing back. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Oh I love that. Did everybody like when they said when they broke the silence? I'm just curious. Did everybody kind of hesitate to talk, or was everybody like dying to talk? Like, what no, was the atmosphere? Yeah, you know what the biggest thing was for me? It was the non-contact. Oh, right. I, I your your background yeah. Portuguese. Yeah, background. Uh, you know, families Argentinian, and we're huggers and kissers. So that for me was harder than being quiet because I'm, mm. you know, like you, you introduced me, I'm pretty much an introvert most times, except for when I'm business and stuff. You know, when I go see my kids, I hug them, I kiss them, how are you? And then they're blah, 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 blah. And I'm the silent one, right? Because I like to listen. And so well, that, that was shocking. That was really, really shocking to hear all that noise. I could, you know, you saying that I could totally get that because it's, it's the absence of everything, right? So even though you're not talking, I guess that would be kind of like, you have to catch yourself and say, okay, don't respond or don't talk. But then if everybody else around you is not talking, it's kind of an easier reminder, but to not have that contact and because you can feel so much through contact that are never spoken in words. In, yeah. in fact, I'd like to argue that contact is more, like more uh, powerful in connecting with people than language, I think. So yeah. I could see how that, that would be possible. Like I could see that actually. 
Yeah. And being Canadian, it's always the <laughs> whole thing when you bump into somebody or you forget you you open the door and you can't say they can't say thank you. It's so strange. You don't even make eye contact. Oh, okay. like there's no facial expressions, nothing. You're you're supposed to keep your gaze down. And mm. but it makes such an impact on people. Like I said before, every single thing, like the five precepts and the time and the length of the meditation and the teaching it's like it's completely when the buddha uh came to the enlightenment of how to uh, teach this and practice both practice it and then teach it he gave such a gift to the world it's it's mm. beyond i can't even i can't even get to the core of how profound it is unless you experience it yourself wow so Annette, I don't even need to ask you, I think, but would you do it again? I'm already booked. <laughs> when are I'm you going? going? Back, I'm going back to, um, uh, to do Dharma services. I'm, I'm going back to be of service to help to, I'm a student. Now that I'm an old student, I get to go back and help others do the whole thing that the people that helped me, I'm now going to help them. I like this is that. going to now be my lifestyle. This is, oh. a, this is not a, just a meditation. This is a lifestyle. And the, the main thing about it is you can go back one day, uh, three days, four days, 10 days, as long as you need, as long as you want. Right. So because it's 100% run by volunteers and donations, um, you know, the, they stress so much. It's like, you know what? Money is always appreciated, but your time is more appreciated because what I benefited the most was the realization that, you know, if you were to stay at, you know, some other place that gives a course, this course, um, even the, like the teachers and right down to the people who construct the buildings, you're all doing it on volunteer time. It's beautiful. And it is. It's it's a dream. It's almost like the dream I've had of having a a wellness center that I've always wanted. You, you know, I shared that dream with you, mm -hmm. and it was like I on the last day I was crying because they put up all the posters of how they got to where they are today, and mm -hmm. it was almost like I saw my whole vision come true. And I mm -hmm. and I'd already I'd always told myself if I can't own or be the run, uh, run a center myself, I want to be part of a center that is like the dream I've always wanted. And I found it's like I came home. I might just have to do this. <laughs> I may just have to do it and you could be my helper. It's just up the road. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone who is um, a little bit hesitant to do something like this in their own town? And if so, what kind of, is there any encouragement or what kind of advice can you give that person? Well, first of all, research, research, research. If you Google um, Vipassana meditation, uh, specifically the, uh, there's centers all over the world, okay? There's non-centers and then there's ones where people just host where they have sittings, right? But do your research before you commit, like I, like I did, right? And then know yourself well enough to the point where you understand that um, you're mentally sound enough to do it, first mm. of all. And, it, you know, you're taking 10 days away from your life. So if you have a job, you got to be able to financially be able to budget that or your family make up for that or what be be not right mm -hmm. i mean i i couldn't have done this back in say 2016 i was working um five days a week and every other weekend mm. right i just didn't have the financial means to take 10 days off and go to a center like this mm -hmm. but with the support of my family and everything i i could right mm -hmm. so uh be be prepared is the most important thing because the five precepts are in like enforced if you if they they won't come up and say okay you're out of here because you're not following it but they're going to gently 
say to you, you know, and they, they're going to explain to you, you're not following the precepts. Like it's segregation. It's no substance use, no alcohol, no drugs. So if you have a substance that you consume and you think you can't leave it behind for 10 days, don't go. Even smoking. Right. You can't smoke. You can't drink. You can't use marijuana. Mm. Nada. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, if you don't think you could be silent for 10 days, right? It, it's, it's all of these things. Um, what's the other one? Thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal, right? So if you know you're an ethically moral person and you just want to really know yourself more, then go, mm. then go. And those, those are the best, that's the best advice I can tell you. And don't let fear hold you back because Annette said at the beginning of this conversation, she didn't know what to expect and she was a little bit scared, but I think fear is there to help us. And I think the healing starts when you get to that part where you're afraid and you just want to give up, but then it turns, you know, it's sort of like, that's the part where everything starts. I'm so yeah. proud of you for trusting Thank in you. this journey and for doing it. When you told me we were at dinner and I was like, 10 days, what do you mean? And I'm like, <laughs> you have to tell me how it was when you come back. And yeah. I think personally, I would maybe like to try a three or four day one to start and then go you can't. there. Maybe at a different place, there's a shorter one. I don't know. There isn't. Okay. No. They do the 10 days specifically. Go If you want to learn about it, to prepare yourself for it, go on the Ontario Vipassana Center and read the entire thing. And why they make it 10 days is so that you can get the beginning of the process. That's not the end. Like mm. once you do the 10 days, the reason why they, they said, if you want to continue living a peaceful, harmonious and um, uh, loving life for yourself, you keep practicing. And I've been practicing an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening every day. Since you got back. Since I got back, right? Now, a couple times I've run out of fallen asleep during it and stuff like that. But, but that's you know, normal too. Yes. Yeah. And I haven't gone back to any substances. I haven't had any substances. And um, uh, it's, it's just incredible. I, I read about it. You know, you'll be, you'll know when you're ready to go. I, it's like when I knew I was ready to, to change my mental health. It's like, you have those moments when it's like, I need to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. So I needed to do this. And I'm sure it would help many of us to just unplug and just look at the hard stuff, let the hard stuff come out. And sometimes yeah. talking about it is the answer when you're holding it too much inside. And sometimes it's the opposite. It's not talking about it. You know, I think there's healing in both things. I think it there is healing in sharing with other people your story. But there comes yeah. a time where there's stuff left over. And the only way to get rid of that is to be silent. Yeah. So I'm so yeah. happy you gave well, I got to... this gift. I, I got to the very core of what my pro, my um, my issue was that why I was still struggling with depression and anxiety. I got to the very core of it, and um, it's it's given me new enlightenment. I'm so happy for you. I am so happy yeah. for you. Is there anything we didn't talk about when it comes to giving yourself permission to do? what you know is going to help you even through the fear that we haven't talked about today that you would like to share. Yeah. You know what? Um, don't let, you know, a lot of people think that because this is based from the Buddha. Okay. Uh, don't let your religious background or whatever denomination you follow, hold you back from doing the Vipassana meditation. You know why? Because when you read up on it, 
and then you follow the, the discourse and the lessons they do at the center, you will understand that the bottom line about all of this is the truth of it's a way of living that is about love. Mm. And that's it. And it, the basis of all religion is to love one another and to love yourself. And there's a great video by the teacher who um, taught these teachers, mm. okay, on the, on the um, site that he's, he's talking to the, uh, the UN, mm -hmm. United Nations, mm -hmm. uh, a peace talk. And it, it's just beautiful. All the religions are there together and all the countries. And he just sums it up because this is, this is about the mind, the body and how we, how we can end our suffering. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because I wanted to end all of my suffering. And the minute I have a blip on the radar about that I'm feeling any kind of discomfort mm -hmm. in my yeah. mind, Mm -hmm. I immediately fall into the practice of check in what sensation am I feeling breathe you know and it just passes it just mm -hmm. passes. it's so beautiful and it's it's not the same as ignoring it's actually taking more time to look at it yes wow yes. and I love that you said it doesn't have to be Christianity or Buddhism it doesn't have to be you know, Muslim, or it can both exist together. And it's yes. all just about love and humanity. And that's what your business is about. Your business is about bringing light to those in darkness. It's about yeah. love, kindness, and compassion. And I really, um, I'm going to share, you know, the website that you're speaking about, and I'm going to share your website and all of the your products, because I do want people to see that mental wellness can be fun too and Annette makes it fun you know today we're talking about the silence but she really she really is fun and um yeah you guys have to check out her coloring books and her cards and and uh Annette and I and another um fellow colleague we're looking to do a workshop in the summer together locally and it's going to be fantastic but just support each other support each other in what we need and it's okay you know it's okay to cry and it's okay to get angry and it's okay to be afraid that you're going to leave in the middle of the thing but you're still doing it you didn't <laughs> quit you didn't quit if you guys don't try yeah. new things you won't know what works for you and what doesn't sometimes we're yeah. too afraid to try because we're going to fail but failing is really not making a decision yeah and you know the beauty of the the final day yes yeah. the teacher he explains you know that is the biggest thing i took away from all of this at the end of the uh this 10 days the teacher then tells his story oh and how he became a teacher hmm. and it made me look back on my history of my life whereas i was always telling my story first and then trying to get people to come on board and it's the other way around it's oh. do the practice then share your story it's powerful the mm -hmm. moment I heard his story and I went wow <laughs> like it just blew me away oh I should try that interesting yeah yeah Wow, thank you so much for coming here and sharing such a personal thing that you that you did for yourself and and your journey. And I really hope that through you know your description that people are interested. They're interested yeah. in perhaps researching something in their area or just getting more in tune, even if it's just a welcoming message, even if people are listening today and are just opening up their minds to maybe I do need to be silent. Maybe I need to learn that it's okay to be alone. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard for people to just be alone. But some people I know yeah. can't even have a coffee yeah. by themselves. Yes. Yeah. It's the, it's the busy, I call it the busyness of the world, the, all the uh, stimulation we have out there. I mean, yes, we, we need a voice. And I, at a point in my life, when I was coming out of my, when I was just introduced that I'd been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, 
yes, I had to have a voice because I was silenced as a child. But then there's a time in your life that, again, we'll talk about evolving, where I evolved, where my voice is more powerful sometimes when I'm silent. Yes. Your voice is more powerful when you're silent. I There's power that. in stillness. I love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Annette. Thank you so much for coming here and sharing this experience with us. I really, really enjoyed it very much. And for those of you who want to learn more about Annette and her story and what she does in this world of ours, um, I'm going to tell you what episode she's on. I'm going to put it in the show notes and uh, you can listen to her previous episodes. And if you want to reach out to her, thank you. They'll see see the before and after. (laughs) Yes, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And she is hilarious, honestly. We did a uh, fundraise. She runs a fundraiser for uh, mental health. um, And she donates the proceeds to the Mental Health Association here in Canada. And I went over and uh, tried to sell some of the donations with her. And she had some crazy hats on. She's waving people down. But she was just hilarious. She's got all this energy. (laughs) I haven't met an introvert with all this energy before. So she's quite the the character. (laughs) And it was amazing. It was so great to meet you in person and to have you back on the show. Thank you so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, Please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.